the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. We're live on location in San Antonio, Texas. We are on the floor of the convention of the Republican Party of Texas here at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center, and we're having a great time. All right, we are, and look, we don't usually do the show live, just so you know, a little secret. A lot, you know, it's usually taped uh, for logistical purposes, but we're doing it live today. So if there's some communication issues, bear with us, but I think we're in good shape so far. We're also broadcasting live on Facebook. Go to the Texas Values Facebook page. You can see us streaming live here, and so you can see my beautiful face, if you will. And I also got a great guest with me here. One of our railroad commissioners is Ryan Sitton, and he's agreed to sit down with us today. So we're going to hear, and if you're on Facebook, you can see him in person on the convention floor from our booth. Our booth is in between Ted Cruz's booth and Lieutenant Governor Patrick's booth. So if you're wondering for some markers, but let's get right into our guest. He is a first-time guest to the Texas Values Report. Our commissioner for Railroad Commissioner of Texas, Ryan Sinton. Ryan, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. It's a pleasure to be here for the first time live on the floor between Ted Cruz and Dan Patrick. I feel right. like we're not very popular because these guys are sucking up all the attention. They're, well, they're taking pictures <laughs> with their fans, and the lines are just crazy. Like rock right? star stuff. Now, we did have a line at our booth yesterday when we were serving free cake to celebrate the religious liberty victory go. for the cake baker, Jack Phillips. Uh, but that's for another day. It wasn't quite as long as Ted Cruz's line. But, hey, we can, uh, we can all have goals. Let's talk about the Railroad Commission. You okay. and I were talking. I know you're an A&M guy. Yeah, very uh, We are Aggies, even though I'm a Longhorn. It's plenty of love for, for the Aggies in our big state. We know that also you're on the Railroad talking about uh, some of our roots. But I don't think a lot of people know about the Railroad Commission. It is such an important part of the industry that drives Texas. Tell us a little bit about your work there. Sure. And by the way, you're right. Most people in Texas don't really know about the Railroad Commission. We regulate all of the oil and gas production in the state. You want to drill an oil well, drill a gas well, build a pipeline. If it's all inside, inside the state of Texas, you come to us to get a permit. And you have to follow our rules. Yeah. Well, here's something interesting thing people don't know. If you, people ask, well, how exactly how powerful is the Railroad Commission? Did you know that two commissioners can raise the price of oil around the globe by themselves. Two people. Wow. That's a lot of power. They're like, what? Well, when, yeah, because we control allowables in the state of Texas. Yeah. Back before the 70s, railroad commissioners used to, set, used to tell the state how much oil they could produce. By doing so, would control the price of oil. I haven't done a sense of it. That's exactly how – my mom says I'm very powerful. So I, I like to remind <laughs> well, her. Well, if mom says true. it, I try not to argue with moms, okay? But, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, right? They think about the railroad commission mm-hmm. – and they're like, what's that all about? And it's lo and behold, well, it's not only gas. It's about industry. It's about uh, production. It's about energy. It is. And, I mean, you know, look, I mean, I think what they want stereotypes about Texas, but this is something we're still proud of. That industry, I know, has changed in different ways, but the oil and gas industry is very much about the identity of Texas still. Oh, it absolutely is. And let's talk some economic numbers. Yeah. In the state of Texas today, we have like a $1.6 or $1.8 trillion economy. If you count up all the direct oil and gas activity and all of what we call the ancillary or tertiary things, so to say the guy who owns a hotel down in South Texas where everyone who stays there is in the oil field, right, uh, it is 40% of our state's economy. Wow. It is still the big, single biggest chunk of our economy. And people, yeah, well, we've diversified into healthcare. You know, in the Med Center in Houston is one of yes. the biggest, biggest pieces World of our economy. But, but oil and gas is still the biggest piece. Yeah. Well, you know, it's fascinating to know that, too, because, you know, the work we do is on faith, family, and freedom, on religious liberty, on marriage, and pro-life. But the people that are, I'm from the Houston area. I was mentioning to you, I have family in the Corpus area that have a business that's connected to the oil and gas industry. In in one way or another, every Texan has some connection to the work that you do at the Railroad Commission. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, gosh, I I can't overstate this. Uh, 
our roads, our schools, hospitals, uh, I mean, you name it, the, the oil and gas industry contributes more dollars to our state's revenue, to our state government than any other industry. Uh, everybody has a family member, has a, 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 or they're in directly or has a family member that works in oil and gas. I mean, it touches every single one of our lives. It's something that's tough for people. I remember when I was growing up, both my parents were teachers, right? Yeah. So we used to go to the pump and dad would be like, oh my gosh, 96 cents a gallon for gasoline. This is a robbery. And, and today I understand when the price of energy is strong, and I mean a little higher today, I'm not, it doesn't need to be higher than it is today, but when it's good, it is so good for our state's economy. It benefits every single Texan, even though no one's happy when they're paying much money for gasoline. Right? Well, that's good perspective, too. You know, when you think about the size of Texas, I mean, I've heard um, Glenn Hager and Governor Abbott talk about where our place is in the world economy, if you will, stating that, you know, if Texas was its own country, we'd be the 10th largest economy in the world. You yeah. know, and so, look, in Texas, we're proud of that, right? Everything's bigger in Texas. But, but it's not a phrase. I mean, it's true, right? But with that also comes responsibility. And so I, I want to talk just for a second, because I know you got several things to do. But before I let you go, try to tell us a little bit about your, yourself as a person, your family. I know we've um, had some interactions before. I know your, your face all across not only Texas, but the world. There are some countries where we have Facebook fans I can't even pronounce. All over the place, <laughs> we've got live on the because phenomenal parents, both both were the first person in their family's history to go to college. Nice. Uh, got out, taught both taught science. My dad taught physics, mom taught chemistry. So not shocking that I end up at A and M and become an engineer. Yeah. Science right. is in the blood. Uh, got out and went to work for a couple of small, uh, small for oil and gas companies. They were Marathon and Oxy. They weren't the big. Oh well, Marathon Oil is not small. Not small. No, no. <laughs> big big companies, but in the in the they weren't the big. Sure, I got you. Um, then got out, started my own company in 2006, yeah. and man, Jonathan, we, I was just our, our company grew like crazy. Uh, today, I'm, I've stepped away because I serve in public office, but but the the success we experienced there opened up my eyes to so many things, not just uh, the, what entrepreneurship really means and our responsibility yeah. to get involved in our communities, but really, I mean, how what a big blessing that is, and then to get involved in things like politics. I mean. Uh, I, I'm not the best biblical scholar, even though I did go to Catholic school growing up, but one of my, my favorite Bible verses, Luke 12, 48, unto whom much is given, of him much will be required. Amen. And, I, and I think about that because the Lord yeah. has certainly given me more than my fair share of blessings. And so I think about, you know, someday when I go meet him and he says, well, Ryan, what did you do with all the blessings that I yeah. gave you? Uh, well, man, you know, here, here's how, here's what I did to serve my community, God. I, I served uh, in, in, in our area in terms of creating inspiring jobs for people at the company that I ran. Uh, we get involved in, in our church, get involved in nonprofits, and I serve in public office. And, and my hope is, my role in public office, if I can do things where people get inspired about how we serve each other. Yes. Being in politics is not shouldn't be about a career or shouldn't be about your own glorification. It's how do you really serve each other, right? Yes. My speech I gave on the convention board today was about opportunity. How do we yes. as government protect that for people in a way that all of us appreciate and feel good about? Man, if I could do that, I think the Lord would be proud of me. And so that's that's how I got into the role I'm in today. Well, look, and, it, and it's great to have that perspective, to take it back to Scripture. You know, and many of us, we've got to be reminded of that, too, of, you know, uh, of the responsibilities, the opportunities, but then the responsibilities that go along with it. And it's exciting and, and not a surprise to hear that that resonates very true with you. And I think that's what a lot of people are looking at when they look at leadership. And a lot of times people don't realize that, you know, I mean, and so um, I'm glad to hear that. And, and I'm also thankful that you took a few minutes to, to talk with us. You know, part of our goal is to understand what what it is like for elected officials, but to understand the issues, to understand some of the issues. 
And for them to feel a little bit more connected, and I'm sure you do a good job of that as well, but through our work to get people a little bit more connected, but particularly also with people that are leaders and their personal Christian faith is important to them and for people to know there are people just like them that are serving in public office. So yeah, we appreciate absolutely. you dropping by. I'm so glad to do it, Jonathan. Yeah. And, and I'll just, one last thing, for anyone who has questions, oil and gas yeah. or otherwise, uh, ryansitton.com is my website. Super easy to find me. And we love it when people connect to, to learn more about what's happening in our state because it's a big, complicated state, and, yeah. and we're all blessed to have a little role in it. Well, it's been our honor to have Railroad Commissioner Ryan Sinton as our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thank you, Commissioner Thanks, Sinton. Thanks, Jonathan. All right. Have a great day. He's going to exit stage right, and we're going to continue the radio show here. We may have another special guest drop in. But, you know, this is the last day of the Republican convention, and so a lot going on. A lot of people are interested. And did the lieutenant governor about? I think he may have. That's all right. We, you know, we know that uh, Dan Patrick is someone who talks a lot about our issues, is a leader, and so you know sometimes it can be tough to uh, to have folks, uh, you know, drop by and say hello. But Ryan Sinton did. You know, we are here on the floor because it's our hope to engage with people with different issues, to talk to them, to educate them about these issues. As a matter of fact, I'm going to grab have someone from my staff grab me uh, one of our handouts on our policy forum and a couple of our events that are coming up and so they can find out more about the work that we're doing. You know, we've got a policy conference coming up in September 7th, 8th. And so on, um, you know, we'll be talking about those. That's later this year. I'm going to, I'm going to hold up our, our, one of our flyers, some events that are coming up. If you're watching on Facebook, you can see on June 20, June 19th, we're having a reception in Houston to meet and greet our supporters and talk about our work. On June 21st in Fort Worth, we're going to have a similar event. And on June 26th in San Antonio, we're going to have a meet and greet reception for Texas Values. And so um, hope that you can drop by and uh, hear more about the work we do. And maybe you'll be there. You make a decision to support us financially. You know, one of the things that we were doing earlier this week, uh, actually yesterday, we had an event to educate people about the uh, issues of um, religious liberty. And I'm going to try to pull up a a picture on my phone here, if we can maybe zoom into it, and you can see what happened to the cake. We had a cake here and uh, to uh, celebrate the religious freedom victory for cake baker Jack Phillips. Let me see if I can see where this cake picture is, because the cake seemed to be very popular. I don't know if you can zoom in. To see the picture of the cake, um, there was no cake left pretty soon. Uh, within probably about 30, 40 minutes, the cake was gone. I did sneak a little piece. I got a little wedge of a piece before it was all said and done. But it was a great opportunity for people not only just to get a free piece of cake, but to come by and to uh, learn a little bit more about religious liberty and to learn why we were talking about it and really get a chance to celebrate you know, uh, oftentimes we're so active and involved in the work we do that we don't take time to say, really to say thank you to our Lord and to appreciate when progress has been made on important issues. I'm going to tell you, that U.S. Supreme Court decision, very important, something that a lot of people were not sure how it was going to go, including us. I mean, you, you never know what the Supreme Court's going to do. And it wasn't like this decision was close. The decision was 7-2 in the favor of Christian cake baker Jack Phillips. That is a pretty significant margin, and you got to appreciate that means that two justices that are considered on the liberal block joined four of the justices on the conservative block 
And then along with Anthony Kennedy, who's oftentimes a swing vote, that ended up being a total of seven to two in favor of Christian Casebaker, Jack Phillips. And it looks like, are we out of the flyers on the policy form? Wow. So that means somebody at our booth is doing a good job because that was one of the goals was to get all that information out. Uh, we have a few flyers left. I see the candy continues to do well. Um, the cake certainly did. But we've got a lot of flyers here because we want to get this information out to people and we want to connect with folks. We want to educate them. And I think maybe we may have one flyer so left on the religious liberty adoption of foster care law. I think I'm going to have Rosemary grab one of those real, real quick so I can just get a visual aid. Um, right next to us, by the way, if you see a lot of activity, that's because Ted Cruz, his photo line, yes, is still going uh, very active. And who knows? Maybe Senator Cruz will walk by us at least. Is he still here? I think the line was supposed to end at noon, but apparently he's extended that. But let me – so this, this handout that I have is a one-pager, and it is about religious liberty, the adoption and foster care issues. The Freedom to Serve Children Act is a state law in Texas. This was passed last year by the legislature, overwhelming support. We were a part of drafting this legislation and lending our support together on it. So you can go to txvalues.org to find out more about this. We're handing this out. We've only got a few of these left here at the convention. They're, they're told to be, we're told, close to 10,000 people that are here at the convention. And, you know, it's an opportunity to educate people on these issues. A lot of people didn't know that this law was passed. You know, you think about all the laws, the bills that are passed, a lot of people aren't aware of it. So we're trying to do our part, and that's part of what we do. We educate people on the issues of faith, family, and freedom. This issue is actually getting a lot of attention at the federal level. Congress is working on legislation of this type. And so um, so I see, I see Matt Rinaldi coming by saying hello, and uh, we may get him the chance to drop by and say hello. I don't think we visited with him yet. He's a very strong defender of religious liberty and something that we care about. I know he's a lawyer. He cares about these issues of faith, family, and freedom. And so, you know, our goal, too, not only is just to educate people, but we need to. We need to advocate on these issues. When We need to get out front. When We need to let elected officials know what's happening. That's something that we spend a lot of time doing and connecting with those people. Some of those things we do with our governor as well directly. That's the reason why we have an office right in Austin to be active. You can donate to our work at txvalues.org. It looks like Representative Rinaldi is going to sit down with us for a minute and do a little drop-in. Representative Matt Rinaldi, how you doing, sir? Good to see Good. you. How are Thanks you doing? for dropping by. We're going to let him mic up. We are doing, we're doing Facebook Live as long with our radio show is going live as well, which broadcasts on over 42 counties in Central Texas. We've got over 220,000 Facebook fans that are watching us. Maybe they're watching us right now. And that hits people all across the world. I don't even know how to pronounce some of the countries where we've got Facebook followers. But we know the heart of this in Texas. But let's get right into it with Matt Rinaldi. State Representative Matt Rinaldi is from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Many of you all know him. He's a part of the Freedom Caucus. He's also a legal freedom decision from last week with Cake Baker Jack Phillips. We know that's issue that's gotten a lot of attention. A pretty good win, I would say, an important win for religious victory, uh, religious liberty, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, I think it was an important win, and I think it was a, a, a broader decision than most people were saying. I think yes. it's going to have ripple effects far into the future. Um, you know, we can't, uh, we, we, we can't be forced to uh, engage in speech that we disagree with. Uh, I think we all agree with that, and I think the court seems to be taking that position as well, um, that people, obviously everybody has equal rights 
some people don't have special rights that that's others right. don't have. No, that's a good point. And, you know, a lot's been made, and I'm moving the mic. Uh, sometimes the mics work for us on our lapel. Sometimes they don't. So we're just we're going to move this one back and forth. But uh, and, and it's got this nice little filter. I'm, I feel like am I like, you know, uh, what's um, I'm forgetting his name now. Rush Limbaugh has got this golden microphone. Not quite there. But, you know, the decision was seven to two. And very quickly, the liberal media tried to say it's a narrow decision. Um, seven to two is a pretty good margin. And sure, maybe what their point was, if you get into the meat of the decision, what did it really apply to? But it was clear there was a winner in this decision, and it was Christian Cakebaker, Jack Phillips. That does send a message that we should be able to count on moving forward. But I know that you're in the, we realize that having things specific in state law give us the best protection to make sure people's rights are protected. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it was a narrow decision. Uh, I, I truly don't. I think they're trying to sell it as that. If the decision stopped halfway through it, it might yeah. be. But there was a whole part of the decision which basically said, listen, if, if you discriminate, if you allow um, cake bakers, for example, to have to, to bake a, a, a gay marriage cake, for example, uh, yeah, you also, the message that they have to design. You have to be consistent in forcing individuals to engage in messages that they disagree with. That's right. And the history of this case, you'll recall, was a, was a cake baker in Colorado who refused to bake a cake supportive of marriage between a man and a woman or critis, critical of marriage of the same sex. And the Colorado government said, oh, he can refuse to bake that cake. Well, that's not consistent. And that really hurt the Colorado government when right. this issue went up to the U.S. Supreme Court. Right. And, and since I don't think any uh, local government, any state government would, would essentially force uh, an individual like a, a, a homosexual uh, cake uh, cake baker to bake uh, a cake with an anti-gay message on it. Certainly, then now the court says you can't um, force a, a, a Christian cake baker to bake well, a cake with a message. Well, and a lot of this is about how things go when the government gets involved in these issues. You know, the government should not be punishing people on these type of decisions regarding message. The government should not be forcing people saying you must use your business and display or create this message. And so, and, and that goes into a whole, a whole lot of other contexts, but I know it's something that you care about personally. It's something you've done work on, and it's something that I know members and your friends, if you will, uh, your colleagues in the state le legislature, many of them care about, you know, going into next session. I think we're going to continue to see a, a lot of attention on these issues. We're thankful that we know when the legislature meets that Matt Rinaldi is someone who is a strong defender of religious liberty. Yeah, thank you very much. So, well, uh, Representative Rinaldi, thanks for being on the show and dropping by to the yep. Texas Values Report. I appreciate, appreciate it. you, sir. Thank you. All right. I think we got a few minutes left here before we wrap up. We got about five so minutes. And, you know, look, there's a lot of activity here on the convention floor. A lot of folks coming by, catching some candy, getting one of our handouts and flyers. I'm going to maneuver this microphone here because I think we're having some issues with it and I'm going to try to remedy them. And. There we go. I'm just going to hold it like an old school interview here. Okay. But we appreciate Representative Matt Rinaldi coming by. He's a lawyer. He understands these issues of religious liberty. And so, oh, it looks like Ted Cruz is wrapping up his photo session uh, over there. And so there's like all this, it's like a stampede. I guess he's going to try to say hello to a few people as he leaves. But, you know, what are you going to do when you're uh, the U.S. Senator from Texas and, and uh, a lot of people like you and he's popular. And so, um, but so, you know, look, we spent a lot of time here talking with people throughout the week 
they do want to know what's going to happen next on these issues of religious liberty. I see one of our board members is in the house, Vince Puente. We might talk him into sitting down. If Vince wants to go live on Facebook and radio, I'm not putting him on the spot. But a lot of it is because I love the belt buckle that he's wearing. And, and we haven't got a chance to say hello in person yet. So welcome to the Texas Values Report. Newest board member, Vince Puente, who's not shy when it comes to getting in front of the microphone. Um, I'm going to use this one back and forth, David, if, or you want to do that. So um, we're just going to do things on the fly here. We're on the floor of the Republican Party of Texas convention. Vince Puente is a business leader. Uh, he's not only a board member of Texas Values, he's a business leader in the Fort Worth area. A lot of people know him throughout the state. And um, he, you know, has been really active in his community. But, you know, you've been here for a couple of days. I don't know. When did you get here, Thursday? Uh, actually, uh, I was on the Finance Commission. Wow. Uh, meetings on Friday in Austin. So yeah. We didn't get into it two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We, we miss all the fun. <laughs> well, well, no, this is the fun right here. There you okay? go. There you go. The live show, the live spot. You know, and, and so we appreciate what you we're going to be. We're actually going to be at your home next week. That's right. On June 21st, we're having a reception and we're just about out of space. I think part of that is because we're having barbecue. That's right. Okay. You got an event in Texas at Vince and Mona's house with barbecue that usually generates a lot of attention. But I know during the legislative session, Vince, you came to the legislature, you testified in supporting privacy and protecting common sense legislation on these issues. You're a small business owner. You saw this cake baker decision last week. You know, I think you and I certainly agree that the government has limitations and should not be punishing businesses because of their belief on moral and faith issues. That's absolutely right. You know what? And, and, and what we were trying to pass in the last, last, during the last legislature was the protection of businesses. Yes. It's unfortunate that the, uh, I'm going to call it the Texas Chamber of Commerce, and many of the major uh, urban chambers got together and opposed that legislation. And I think it's a misunderstanding. Uh, they see it as being something that is uh, exclusive, of trying to attack people a certain way, et cetera. And all we're trying to do is, is protect our businesses, that we have the right to make the decisions that we want to make, and that the state is not making it right. It's none of the state's business how I label the restrooms at my office. Yeah. And I, I should be able to do that as well. If AT&T wants to label theirs that's right. neutral, uh, gender neutral, fine. That's, that's why well, they can do what they want. And that's where things are leading for a lot of folks. They're, they're not content with uh, everyone having the same type of freedom. They want their views, and they want to use the government to force you to do this, things a certain way and then to punish you if you don't do it the way that, you know, some of these other businesses decide to, to do things. And so, look, this issue is far from over. We're going to see it play out more. There's, there's litigation from time to time on it. Excuse me. We, we see things happening locally. We still see Fort Worth now dealing with a new issue related to transgender and sexuality. After we thought a lot of that got resolved a couple of years ago, you were a great voice and a leader on that issue. And that's what's important. It's important when we have local voices, uh, you know, that get involved, that engage. You've taken it not only from your community. You got to be involved in some local television shows. You came to the state legislature, you know, and so and really a testament to when you get involved with Texas values, what you can do. If you want an opportunity to get in front of an audience to speak, to have your voice heard, that's what we're able to do. You know, we gladly work with someone uh, with Ben and now he's a he's a member of our board. But before he was, we worked with him. We prepped him for meetings, for talking points. Not that we had to do a whole lot of prep. You, yeah. you, you were pretty good. You were a natural. No, I don't know about an actual, but definitely. Uh, matter of fact, you were at that, that one school meeting, uh, public school hearing 
uh, where I just pulled off your website, and, <laughs> and, it, right. and it was my it was my talking. I point. walked into the meeting, and Vince is holding talking points that we had sent out our email. We're like, that's exactly how it's supposed to work. All right, we're about to run out of time on the radio show. The Facebook Live can continue going on, but we're about to run out of the radio show. I want to, before I forget, say Happy Father's Day, thanks, sir, Vince, and Happy Father's Day to my father. He doesn't really watch up my Facebook videos. Dad, I'll see you soon. I'm going to be heading up to Canyon Lake with the rest of the family this evening. But to all fathers out there, happy Father's Day. And Vince, thanks for being our guest on the Texas Values Report. We're going to wrap up the radio show, the Facebook Live session. We're going to pick up later today on our Texas Values page.